You're listening to It Came From Gen X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the guys from Gen X. It Came From Gen X is our show. Uh, minus one today. What's up with that? All we heard is that he found a place where it would fit. That's all he said. Uh, that's all he said. So if you're not if, you, if you're not sure what we're talking about, you know you can read a lot into that statement. But to go back and listen to a couple episodes, and you'll get the idea. So that's it. That's all he said. That was like uh, that was like ten hours ago, I think. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, yep. folks, I'm Michael Skinner alongside Brian Fisher tonight. We are without uh, our number three uh, partner in crime, Keith Porter. Uh, all kidding aside, he had uh, looks like he got tied up at work today and uh, can't make uh, make it. But we'll miss him. But uh, we'll hold the fort and move forward the best we can. How was your weekend? How was your week? It, it seems like it's been almost forever since we last uh, uh, recorded. Yeah, it's been a little while. Uh, so we're shooting this on Thursday. We normally shoot on uh, Monday. I know right. you had some family, uh, uh, nice family obligations, which I know you'll talk about. But uh, yep. yeah, and we'll get more into this as well. But uh, the three of us went to see the Batman last Friday. So uh, the first Good. weekend, uh, had a nice dinner together, saw the movie. So we'll, we'll wait for Keith to uh, you know, talk more about the, about the movie. And then uh, Saturday, actually, I saw Keith again. He was playing out one of his bands called uh, Mixed the Nuts here in the... Uh, uh, Northeast Ohio area. He's been over in Barberton, Ohio, uh, with another band, Stealing the Covers. So we'll give both of them a shout out. Uh, right. Really, really good. A lot of fun. So Dean from the other show, Convincing Idiots, got to meet Keith for the first time, and he was very excited for that. And so the, oh, nice. the podcast and friend worlds uh, collided a little bit there. So that was a lot of fun, and had a good time watching some live music, and just kind of chilled out on Sunday. So. How was your weekend, sir? How are you? I'm uh, doing good. Busy weekend. We had, uh, like I said, we went on Friday night to the movies, uh, dinner and movies for, basically it was our celebration for the one year of, a, yes, of that's the right. show, which yep. it's still hard to believe where we've come across and now gone beyond the first year of uh, this particular show. <sighs> Seems like yesterday we, we did the first pilot episode and we're like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> it was totally different from uh, our football and uh, you know the antics that we did on a football show. Not having Keith, uh, or I'm sorry, not having uh, Coach Cooper with us. Yep, had a different feel, different vibe. But you know, here we are, 53 weeks later into it, and uh, going strong. So we did something right, at least it seems. But uh, well, some might argue the point, but you know, he's, right. we're, we're having fun. We're yeah. having fun. Saturday was our uh, mine and Marcy's anniversary. So, we, oh, congratulations! Uh, thank you. So we ended up spending that with some longtime friends of ours that we hadn't seen in months. So she told me about a mo six weeks ago, "Hey, we're going to go to dinner and uh, play board games and this, that, and other on March 5th. And I'm like, "Hmm, don't want to go out for your anniversary, huh?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, as you can see in my background, I'm in a bit uh, of a different uh, place for recording tonight. Um, we ended up having some water in our brand new basement. Oh, uh, no. Up, oh, my gosh. Up to that uh, disaster yesterday morning. So we had, Oh, no. Uh, both took the day off, had the 
shop vac going, had the carpet cleaner going, in the uh, steamer. Their emergency extraction crew came out, ripped out the carpet, uh, adding, and the carpet's still there. It's mm -hmm. drying. We've got about six fans down there, and it's all propped up on milk crates and buckets and trying to get this thing. We're trying to save the carpet because, as you know, it's only four weeks old or about oh four months old. Oh, my gosh. And the hard part about all this, Brian, is it was self-inflicted. Oh. I had pulled the sump pump uh, off because I needed the plug that it was plugged into for a moment of time. Oh, this no. Been on Tuesday and went to bed and forgot to plug the sump pump back in. Oh. So if the water isn't going into the well for the sump pump to pull it out of the well and take it out to the street, there's only one place it can go, and unfortunately, it was on our brand new carpet. So oh gosh, that's so sorry. <laughs> lessons learned, um, but you know it is what it is. So we're displaced for probably another week. We're sleeping on the couch in this in the family room, and the uh, nice thing is we're going to Niagara Falls on the weekend, so we'll have a comfortable bed for a couple nights. But uh, yeah. anyways, enough about that. We're here, so I'm in my new hmm. studio or my old studio, I guess you would even call it, where we started the show here, uh, and we just move forward. So uh, with that, Fish, can you tell our audience where they can find us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their site. Listen uh, to their live streaming, and you catch a recording of the show there. Also, there are other fine content, other shows and music and all that good stuff. You can listen to us whenever you want to on demand. We can be found on many major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, Stitcher, Overcast, many more. Just to pull up your place of preference, give us a subscribe, and as we uh, publish new shows, they'll pop in there for you. Listen to them free of charge you can also listen to our show right in our facebook page at it came from gen x all one word give our page a like and you can subscribe to our podcast right there on the page again nothing to log into just push subscribe and as we post episodes uh they'll pop up in your facebook feed as well uh links to all our social media youtube where we post all our videos uh tiktok twitter instagram all that good stuff we found the two main areas our link tree account is uh, Google link tree, L A N K tree. It came from Gen X. Uh, just simply a platform to all uh, links to all of our stuff. That's very simple. Or a website. It came from Gen X, one word dot WordPress dot com. If you go to one place, go there. Uh, pull up the site. We have links to all new episodes, promos, videos, bios, ways to help the show with our Patreon page if you wish to uh, throw us a couple bucks. Uh, help Skinner get some new towels or something like that for the basement. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we appreciate your support out there. If you like our stuff, give us a subscribe, a follow, a rating, review, a share, all that good stuff. We uh, greatly appreciate your support. And uh, we continue to see a little bit more listens out there in Germany so and other places across the globe. So thank you for that. And Skinner, we had actually, we had a listen from russia so like to believe really yes yes that's a new country never uh, popped in our uh, uh uh analytics before so okay hey if you're out there in russia and you're listening a little bit here and you're you have a lot going on and you're and obviously between the, the you know your country and ukraine's a conflict so you know 
God bless everybody. And if you're, you know, if you're standing up to you, the government or whatever you're doing, hey, we wish you the very best. Uh, if you're out there listening across the world, certainly. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah, our hearts continue to be with the uh, the folks in Ukraine and those in Russia protesting this uh, craziness that we're all uh, living through here. So, anyway, that's what I got. Uh, that's what I got, Skinner. What do you got in the uh, speaking of world news and all that? What do you got in the uh, um, in world news, sir? Yeah, we got some uh, local stuff here in, in the United States, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the Russia conflict and sure. uh, what it's going to stand for. Uh, real quick, we might have a little bit of uh, some merchandise uh, opportunities for those of you out there that do listen. Uh, and if you're interested, get a hold of us on our Facebook page or through Facebook on our YouTube page. Or email us. Website. It came from genx330 at gmail.com. You can get that on our page as well. Absolutely. That as well. Um, she's doing a little bit different with our logo, going to make it a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it's going to a little bit more predominant. And if we decide to do that, we can look at doing other things as well. So great. Um, that opportunity's out there. I know you ordered a couple more shirts, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, Lorraine mm-hmm. is her name that's uh handling it for us. She appreciates the business. And um, maybe we can get something linked up on our website. But it, uh, at that point, it's just kind of a temporary thing. But Certainly reach out to myself or Brian Fisher or Keith Porter if you guys want uh, shirts. Uh, any bit, a little bit of publicity out there in the public to uh, put our name out there, we certainly sure. appreciate it. Absolutely. So, All right, so let's uh, do some world news, and we're going to stay in the U.S. for the first one. Uh, let me pull this up here. Um, I saw this on social media a couple days ago, and it absolutely, my first thought was to chuckle. My second thought was, what the hell is this guy doing? His name is Michael Hosinski. He's a teacher of 40 years mm. in the state of Indiana. He sent a kid out of the his room during class because he had a hoodie on, and he decided to put the hood on. Well, I guess in the bylaws of the schools, it's not allowed unless it's on spirit day or some other crap. But he sent the guy out, but then he proceeded to chase this kid down the hallway. And there is video of this guy uh, taking a shot, hitting a kid across the face, and actually bouncing the kid's head off the concrete. It's it's kind of a vicious hit, if you look at it at first. And like I said, the first thing, I, I made the joke that he slapped the silly out of this kid, and then I realized, wait a minute, he did more than just slap this kid. He bounced his head off that car, and then he he grabbed him by the arm, and he basically drugged the kid down. And then the kid's just sitting there holding his head. He had must have had an instant headache. Anyway, he was charged, or he's being charged with battery, mm. and he petitioned his uh, employer to allow him to retire early. He was scheduled to retire in June of 2022, and they are allowing him to retire with full benefits. Wow. Mixed feelings. Uh, he's He's got 40 years. I guess he's never had a problem up until now, so you can't judge one incident on his entire career. But, boy, this one incident, in my opinion, is a pretty heavy-duty one. Um, have you seen the video? I have not seen it. I saw, I, no, I saw the headline, but I'll have to check that out. Okay. Yeah, I got the story off of CNN. It's actually I've I somebody sent it to me through TikTok, and I think it's actually on Facebook. 
uh, reels as well. If you just look up Indiana teacher, uh, it pops right up. But uh, anyway, so I want to do a real quick Gen X spin on that. If you recall back when we were growing up, you didn't have teachers slapping kids across the face. They'd grab you by the elbow, and if they want your attention, they're going to grab you by the elbow, and they'll you know do kind of a stern thing. Or in discipline that we got back then was the big old paddle. Remember that big old wooden paddle? Oh, yeah. Yep. The ones that really enjoyed doing that, they put the little holes in that paddle so that it had a little less wind resistance. That's how we were disciplined in school. Right or wrong or different, that's what we grew up with. And we knew if we screwed up, the consequences were going to be we were going to get paddled. So um, your thought on the story, your thought on the paddling that we received when we were kids, was it effective? Was it not? You know, I, we may have talked about this in the past, but the story just brings it back up and shoots memories to me back when we were growing up. Yeah, first of all, with this guy, the teacher, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know if, I mean, it, it's, it's real shame all the way around, certainly. It's hopefully this kid's okay. And the fact that you yeah, lose it like that, I mean, if, you know, uh, I, he's very fortunate that the, that the uh, school system allowed him to retire early because really he should have been fired immediately and that's it, you know? So it just right. uh, it sounds completely uncalled for. You don't raise your hand to a kid like that. It's, it's just ridiculous. And um, so with the paddling stuff there, I mean, I, I, I got I got two swats in my time. One was in grade. It was it was it was literally my last day of grade school. So my I didn't get any swats through my entire grade school, which at the time was you know first to sixth grade. I don't know if it's any different now, but the very last day of grade school, we got in a little pebble fight in the, in the in the playground, and all of us got swats for it. I'm thinking you got to be out of here. And then I got one swat in in uh, middle school. It just it's a strange experience. I mean, in our time, I, I don't know about you, but my dad definitely believed in paddling with his, mm -hmm. with his bare hand, basically. So he would swap my butt as a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but to have that, in, it, was, it's just, it was a very strange experience that he had another adult with it. Like you said, it was those huge, <laughs> it was ridiculous, like cartoon <laughs> paddles. Right, and you'd have to bend over and, you know, and grab your ankles and all this. It was a whole ritual, weird you thing. To hell that they hit you on the ass and not on the thigh. Yeah, it was like that whole scene from Animal House with Kevin Bacon and the in the oh, yeah. initiation for the frat. You know, just so right. weird. And did it did it scare any? It probably intimidated some kids and all that. But it was just such a it's just a weird thing. I don't know that it made me any better of a student. Because of the threat of of punishment by getting hit with a panel, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was no, effective. It, I don't know. It probably but, made you think twice, though, about getting in trouble. I, I don't know I, if it necessarily scared you, but I guess. But I wasn't looking to get in trouble anyway. You know what I mean? So that was right. just that was just me. You know, you know, you know why I didn't want to get in trouble? Because I didn't want to go home to my dad. That's why. Yeah, because right? you're getting so, it worse with dad. I get it. Now, you know, it was it wasn't because of the paddling with dad. It was just that I respected my parents. I did not want dad right. angry with me. And, and at the end of the day, that's where it starts. That's where it still is. Right. It starts with the parents. Right. You know. Yeah. So that whole. I'm glad they got rid of that over time. And uh, like I said, it's 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 just too bad with this incident here. Teachers should not. Those days are the past. 
you know, it's no, unless a teacher is, and it's very, it's a very fine line. If they are fearing their lives or defending themselves, sure, in fear of their lives, that's one thing, sure. But another thing for a kid as trivial as a damn hood over his head, right, and then chase him down the hallway after you've you disciplined him already in front of the classroom by sending him away. And then you chase him down the hallway and you smack him up beside the head so far that you cause a bloody nose and you bounce the back of his head off the concrete mm. wall. So Insane. yeah, that's, it, it's terrible. So hope the kid is okay. You know, yep. I hope the story goes away uh, and people learn from it because certainly it's not good. So Absolutely not. My second story pertains to the Russian conflict and its ramifications to the space uh, to space exploration. Hmm. Um, you know, as you know, the, the International Space Station, and we always talk about the Russian juggernauts, is Russia, Japan, China, the U.S., and I know I'm missing somebody, Great Britain, are the five big countries that deal with space exploration. And um, Russia's putting a kink in the armor with all this. Um, unfortunately, I think China is probably the in the back pocket of russia but the other three countries that we're talking about japan great britain the u.s you know we're allies together mm -hmm. and definitely there's a lot going on with the uh, conflict so so on march 2nd russia took the aryan space vehicle that had three dozen uh one web satellites uh, and it took this thing hostage out on the, the tarmac, ready to shoot these satellites up into space, but put a halt on it because of the conflict. And what they did is, is they're basically holding it hostage. They're asking that the, and the, let me re rephrase, the OneWeb company is from Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And they rent the tarmac or they rent the space of the rockets from the, from the Russians to get their stuff up into space because they don't have their own program. And Russia has put in some conditions in order for them to do this. One is that the Great Britain cannot use any of the satellites for military purposes. And number two is they want to have, they wanted to invest in this British-based company. They're offering like 550 some million to take major stakes into that company. And Great Britain's saying, you know, pound salt. We're not, this ain't doing it. So they've taken away these satellites. So now great, you know, these guys, they got three, three dozen satellites. You figure they're a couple million dollars a piece just sitting there. No, you know, Great Britain's not knowing what's going to happen with that. Uh, up there currently on the International Space Station is astronaut Mark Van Hyde. He's scheduled to come home here soon after being up there in six months. And he's supposed to come home in a Russian um, Russian capsule. As of yet, Russia hasn't said his seat's been canceled, you know, based on Americans and their disliking of what Russia's doing. So he temporarily has a home or a seat to come home. But what happens if Russia says, ah, you guys are against us. You, you can't, you know, he can't get back. What then? You know, so then you got Elon Musk that's in the back of all this with his, you know, and everything going on. Um, 
the United States and NASA are supposed to have two capsules, uh, one through uh, one supposed to be made through uh, SpaceX with Elon Musk, and another one was supposed to have been done through the company Boeing. You're familiar with Boeing with the jetliners, mm -hmm. uh, the commercial aircraft. Everything they've done has failed to this point on trying to get these capsules uh, to go into space or to be able to travel back. They've gotten it. They things have gone so bad for Boeing that they haven't even gotten a test flight yet in the making because they keep running into problem after problem after problem. So that that limits the U.S., Great Britain, Japan. It limits everything that we've got going on in the space exploration. If we have to count on Russia for their engines, because they're the number one uh, uh, rocket uh, engine producer in the world, you know, what happens if this thing drags on? You know, there's a lot of things stemming from this stupid, I keep saying it again, agree, <laughs> dastardly thing that Putin's doing by trying to take over the, another country. And it doesn't just affect the Ukrainians. This is affecting the entire planet. Now, I don't sure. understand why he doesn't see this. Are you familiar with what, you know, a little bit what I've talked about or, you know, with Russia being one of the, the big producers of um, the uh, rockets and the fuel, uh, the, the engines? And we count on Russia a lot for the space program since NASA is not actively doing it themselves right now. Hmm. No, I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with that story. And it's, it's like you say, it's, we're going to continue to see ramifications from this conflict in areas that we just don't think of normally. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, yeah you, like you said, you normally think about just the two countries that's actively involved, but you know, with the, with the sanctions and all the other, uh, uh, things that uh, United countries are trying to do to hurt the country to encourage Putin to stop. Um, obviously, he's going to counteract with whatever he has control over, and it mm. it's just a real shame, you know. It's just unfortunate. So many people suffer as a result. You know, you got, obviously, you got people literally suffering and dying in Ukraine, Russian Russian soldiers and Ukrainian civilians and soldiers and the like. And then obviously the, the all these things that impacts people's uh, livelihoods and uh, uh, to be able to advance mankind perhaps by continuing these space programs and everything. It's just, I don't know, man, it's a real shame. I feel like it's probably going to go on for some time, I mean, probably several months at the very least, you know, so I, I, I don't know. I I certainly hope not because I, I feel for the Russian people that are telling, you know, they're out there um, trying to be a voice, trying to, you know, trying to demonstrate that they don't want to be a part of this. This right. isn't them. This isn't their country. But, you know, you've got one person who runs everything. And, you know, I, I feel for the Russian people that are you know, totally against this. You know, there's a lot of probably a lot of army. The Russian sure. army and military that don't want to be a part of this because they're losing lives just as much as the Ukraines are. Um, so, anyways, you know our hearts and uh, our prayers go out once again to the folks of the Ukraine, uh, the men and women in Russia, uh, to the United States and all of our military and allies that are in the area, going to the area. You know, we've got a close, you know. 
uh, an army uh, person uh, in our close knit group. Yes, and you know that's who right. I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness he's still here in the United States, but uh, you know they're just waiting for the call, and I hope that it doesn't come for him. Yeah. Um, you know he's such a good kid, such a great family man. Uh, loves his wife, loves his family. I sure as hate to see him get into harm's way in any capacity. Absolutely. Um, but certainly I'm proud of his, uh, his service to the military and to his country. But um, so, okay, so moving on uh, with Keith not here, we've got to split up a little bit of his <laughs> normal responsibilities. Sports. Um, actually, a little bit going on in sports. Um, yes, indeed. Over the last uh, 10 days. Big news. Uh, the big one was yesterday. Well, let's start. Let's say start with the big one today. Uh, the Owners and Players Association for Major League Baseball finally got their foot out of their asses mm-hmm. and got this thing done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know me. I'm a huge baseball fanatic and have been since day one. Um, I grew up on foot, uh, baseball as and, and football were my two primary sports in my household. Um, and baseball has been my passion since day one. It's a black eye. I'm not going to lie. It's a huge black eye in the Major League Baseball scene with them locking out because of money, mm-hmm. revenue sharing, this, that, and another. I didn't catch into too much of what the particulars were because I was pissed off that they were, there was a stoppage to begin with. But I understand they were looking out for the the little guys, those coming in. They wanted the salaries to raise a little bit. But, you know, I'm a big proponent on they need a salary cap in baseball, and they still don't have it. Right. That's a huge problem. You've got your your big markets, uh, New York, L.A. um, Boston. Boston. I'm trying to think some of the other ones that just put out money, hands over fist. Houston had a huge payroll there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, continue. And I know not always money doesn't always buy championships, but if you look over the years with the United, uh, the New York Yankees, 27 championships, really? And how many of those were bought? Mm-hmm. Probably 90% of them, truthfully. Now, they've only had a couple over the last two decades, which I'm not sorry. You know, I'm not disappointed about. Uh, being a Cleveland Indians fan, I'm sorry. A Cleveland Guardians fan. That's, <laughs> but uh, yeah, big news today that they're going to, from what I understand, they're going to still do 162 games. Yep, that's right. Um, it's going to be three weeks late. They're going to start on April 15th instead of March 30th. Mm-hmm. There's four series of games that are going to have to be made up, and they're going to be made up with nine inning double headers. So. I think the Cleveland opened up against Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not sure. But, you know, first three games of the season, there's going to be three doubleheaders playing nine inning games. You know, that's going to take a toll on teams if they, unless they split this up over the entire six months of baseball mm-hmm. and not try to make all this up in the first half of the season, which I hope they don't. Um, I really hope that they, they, they break this up over the series. What's your thoughts on the baseball and they're finally getting their heads out of their asses? Well, from a, certainly from a fan's perspective, it's a good thing. I'm more of a fringe fan myself. I'm not a, you know, an avid fan like you are. I might see a couple games here and there, frankly. It might be on the background every so often. 
maybe go to a game. I, I do like to go to the minor league team we have here in Akron, the Rubber Ducks. So that's mm-hmm. that's fun and affordable and everything like that. But it's a fun experience. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, from, but just from a tradition and a fan's perspective, it's I'm glad that they got it together, and I'm glad they're going to have a full season. Like you say, it is risky for players. It, you know, you hope guys don't get hurt. It's out there too much. It's to cram a bunch of games in and all that. You know, frankly, around the Cleveland area here where we are, it's you know. From a weather perspective, it, it's actually probably a good thing for many fans because a lot of opening right. days, if it's cold and sometimes literally snowing still here when they start mm-hmm. to play baseball. But yeah, I'm glad they did. But yeah, it's you know, it's it, it it's millionaires versus billionaires, and I, I just don't get it. And I you know, baseball's already you already mentioned it here. It I I lose interest. Most years, unless unless your your local team is lucky enough to make a run at something where you've you've built up some local talent in your own farm system, typically, as Cleveland has done a few times, and they bring in a couple of guys they can afford and make a make a run, but it's, it just they can't do it consistently. And as you know, it's, it's typically going to wind up to be the same three, four, five teams at the end of the day. They're going to buy. They're going to suck up some players at the end of the season that other teams are going to have to wind up selling because they can't they can't keep up can't with afford. it. Mm-hmm. And you know, then you get another World Series of you know L.A. or San Francisco versus New York or Boston or somebody else, and it just you know it gets it gets rather boring to me mm-hmm. uh, in, in that respect. But anyway, like I said, I'm glad they figured it out and you're giving the fans a full season and they they got it together. At least they had enough sense to, you know, if they had locked out half, you know, big chunk of the season or canceled another season or canceled another World Series like they did in 94 because of labor negotiations and all that, you know, it, it, it might be real hard for baseball to come back strong for several years. So mm-hmm. I, I think since they're getting a full season in, it's probably going to blow over once they get playing again. But, uh, you got, they just got, it's got to be careful with that stuff because your product is already not quite the best. You're not drawing in a lot of new fans with the product you're putting out there with long games, boring most of the time, the same few teams unless you happen to live in those markets. Uh, you know, if, if those of us here in Cleveland or other small markets, like I said, you know, it, it might be. As we know, it might be another 10, 15 years before they can build up and make another run at the uh, at the World Series, you know? So, right. I don't know. What do you think? I, I got you. Uh, yeah, it's a, kind of the same thing. Um, today's day and age with COVID shut down two years ago with uh, a shortened season last year. Everything, you know, the COVID, everybody's coming down off of COVID, and we're still not sure how things are going to be here in the future going up. Mm-hmm. Um, Basketball is doing pretty well. Football had a great season. We had an incredible football playoffs uh, from start to finish in the NFL. Probably the yeah. best that I've yeah. ever, that I remember of all time. Absolutely. Every game, you know, and then you got baseball saying, oh, we're going to argue and squabble over freaking money. Exactly. A league that doesn't have a salary cap to begin with, a league mm-hmm. that doesn't have parity, which it needs. Yes. Um, I think they're going to struggle a little bit. I, like you said, you probably think it's going to blow over. 
me as a fan, I'm one person. I'm going to say, okay, I'm probably not going to go to a game in the beginning of the season just to show that I'm pissed off. But I'm also the same fan that's got the radio on behind me with the Indians playing, or I'm sorry, mm -hmm. the Guardians playing, because I don't miss a game. <laughs> if I, I don't have to watch it, but I bet you bet your ass it's on the radio that I'm listening to it. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I got mixed feelings. Angry that they did this. Angry that they did it at this time in uh you know, with everything surrounding uh, the United States and what's going on around the world, this was not the time to squabble over the money. So, um, anyways, uh, moving on real quick. Uh, in the NFL, there were two huge announcements. Oh yeah one one is one quarterback is moving and the other one's staying. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the one that's staying, Mister Aaron Rodgers. Who saw this coming? That he's staying in Green Bay. Signed a four-year extension for two hundred million dollars. That's mind-boggling. The amount yeah. of money that this man just received. Richest contract uh, in in is it sports history or at least NFL history? Because it's a hundred some NFL fifty. History. Okay, hundred and fifty yeah. some million guaranteed, which is astounding. Yeah, one fifty three, one fifty four. We both of us were kind of thinking it was right around that range that he made guaranteed money, whether mm -hmm. he plays a down or not. That is incredible. That's a lot of immunizations, Skinner. <laughs> right there, you get a lot of immunizations with that money. That's a lot of fake P tests there. That's too, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Uh, I, I love him as a quarterback. You know, it's kind of funny that this happened the year after Tom Brady declared that he's retiring. Is that a coincidence or is there something to that? Because that's the first thing I thought of when I heard about it. The initial shock that they signed him, and then I, that, that thought comes to me, is this because Brady retired is why this happened? Well, I'm sure... Do have anything to do with it? I'm sure it's a factor. I mean, I, I mean if you, you, you got to figure, if you're the Green Bay ownership, I mean, you probably step back and say, "Okay, who? What are our options? Who? Who? Who is out there?" I mean, you, you do have maybe the option to get Russell Wilson in there. He's probably the next best free agent that's 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 out there. You're not going to take his chance with Deshaun Watson, too too messy with all the legal things and everything else. Yeah, the the other kid uh, is you, that you drafted, he's not ready yet. You got the talent around it. You got to figure. You, you got another couple years to make a real, real run with the talent that you got. Mm. Uh, you know, lock him up, keep his mouth shut, and uh, you know, certainly they made that made a, a, a that commitment to him. He, he's he's got to be that one of the happiest you know happiest guys on the earth right now with the with oh, with sure. all that money and he's right. wanted and in in some respects I'm glad it's done because I'm not we're not the fucking hear about it you know what i mean it's I like i don't want to I, I don't want to hear about where Aaron Rodgers is going like last year i didn't want to hear about dak prescott's stupid contract i don't want to hear that crap right so i'm glad it's done and you know good luck to you but certainly his track record is not the best in the playoffs but like i said compared to the other options out there he's he's definitely he's one the of the best, best options that you got you know so yeah yeah i, re I remember when he was behind Brett Favre I mean you had two you know either one of those guys at that time could jump right in and you knew when Aaron Rodgers first started if you think back to the beginning of his career he thought he was going to be a special kid mm -hmm. 
And um, yeah, like you said, he's he's got a ring, uh, but his his pedigree in the playoffs isn't the greatest. Um, he's not one of the elite um, when it comes to playoff pedigree, but he is mm-hmm. one of the elite quarterbacks of all time overall regular season. So, sure, I I agree with you. We don't have to go this entire off season wondering where the hell uh, Aaron Rodgers is going. Is he staying? Is he going? What kind of money's getting? They put it to bed, and this is even before the draft. So now that Green Bay can concentrate on the draft to get what they yep. need to to get further in the playoffs than they did this year, and I think a couple, I think one key guy on the offense, and maybe a couple on the defense, and I think that's where they're at. Two or three players shy of really being able to uh, take it all. So they'll be in the thick of it. For them. Yeah, they'll be in the thick of it. The NFC certainly is is probably an easier road to the Super Bowl than the AFC. You know, Absolutely. so they'll 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 be right there again, without a doubt. Yep. So we'll see. So the other person we were talking about, you mentioned him, uh, Russell Wilson, got dealt from Seattle to Denver. Mm-hmm. Didn't see this one coming either. Um, no. Don't have the particulars, and I apologize, folks, that we're even talking about it without being completely up to date. But Russell Wilson is going to Denver. Um, they traded him and a couple guy, a couple other guys, to Denver for what I read as quote unquote a buttload of draft picks. Yes, and a, and a couple veterans um, mm-hmm. that went to Seattle uh, from Denver. So. Didn't see it coming. I know Denver's on a cusp of trying to make something big. They've gotten a couple key acquisitions over the last couple of years. Yep. Had a good year this year. They were one of those teams you didn't want to play um, on any given Sunday. They did Their record didn't really show it, but they are a decent team. Mm-hmm. And after what we witnessed with the Rams this year and what they did, I mean, the blueprint's right there. You mentioned that before the show started. Uh, we were getting ready to go on the air. The blueprints there with what the Rams did, uh, it does smell a little bit like what the Rams did. What do you think? Sure. it's It seems to be completely the same thing. You're right. I mean, it's uh, these teams are looking at, listen, we get, we've got the it's good a talent around here as, we're, as we can muster up, and we are a one big name, name player away, typically a quarterback or something, and you saw exactly what the Rams gambled on to bring in Stafford, and it worked. I mean, it paid off for them in a in a mm-hmm. Super Bowl championship. Uh, you know, once that team falls off, it, they're going to get back into rebuild mode. And Denver's, you know, s- stood around, looked at the exact same thing. So Elway said, "Listen, we're they're almost in the exact same boat. They have they have good talent around there. They get good offense, good decent defense. Like you said, they got key players. They were just that quarterback away and." You know, Wilson's got a solid, what, to two, three, four years in him. You know, he's still if a, he stays still healthy, a talent. I think he's, I think he's still got some left in the tank if he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly. I mean, you know, he's he's a better option than uh, uh, Locke that they had in there. I and mean, the kids are still young, and he's finding his way. And he's one of the kids that they dealt uh, out of there. So, right. yeah, I th- I think you'll see maybe more of this. You know, it's just. I mean, you figure we we can continue to to. You know, get eight and eight, nine and seven records with good talent without the big time quarterback to take us to another level and do okay and maybe get in the playoffs, but not really make a serious run at a championship or cash it in, you know, 
throw your cards on the table and see what happens and you know give yourself the best chance to win and maybe it works maybe it doesn't work and you go back into rebuild mode which you're probably going to do in a couple of years anyway so you know why not why not so uh i think you'll see more of that agreed agreed well that's all i got for sports uh a lot happened and it really just happened over the last couple of days uh, real quick, the college basketball is going to be in the limelight here for the next couple Oh, yes. They're, they're in conference uh, tournaments right now. I know our Ohio State Buckeyes are playing against Penn State uh, tonight. Um, so we'll interested to see how the tournament's going to shake out, where everybody goes. But uh, other than that, uh, pretty quiet in sports. What do you got in music, Fish? Music. You know, I'm looking at uh, this day at music here. Um... There's not a. I, I was leafing through this a little bit earlier. Um, so this is the, we're shooting this on March the tenth. Um, Simon and Garfunkel recorded. Uh, they released a song, "Our Song." Not the song, excuse me. They released "Our Song." It's a record, so I think it was their first album back in okay. 19, 1958. Certainly became a. Oh, a a huge hit, and um, also on this very same day in 1964, Simon and uh, Garfunkel made another headline recording the sounds of silence. So again, a little bit before our time, you know, I definitely know we know the song growing up as young kids and everything. Um, in 1988, the uh, Andy Gibb, the younger brother of the Bee Gees, who was really mm -hmm. starting to make his own make a name for his own in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, passed away from inflammation of the heart, followed by a long battle with uh, coke addiction. So that was a real shame in the, in the Gibb family. Um, let's see. Ah, the, in 2003, the Dixie Chicks made... A lot of headlines here by saying that the band was ashamed of the president of the United States. That no, excuse me, ashamed that the president of the United States is from Texas. And they made the comment about uh, President Bush, and uh, certainly that did not go over too well in the with uh, country fans. And they took quite a hit from that for mm -hmm. I think quite a while. It took them to to recover from that uh, controversial comment. Cancel culture, cancel culture started back then, and they were the brunt of it. Yeah, that was real quick before you move on. With yep. I remember when that happened. I'm not a big Dixie Chicks fan to begin with, mm -hmm. but when those uh, what I called spoiled, overpaid brats made those comments about the president, whether you like them or hate them, that is not your platform or your place to say what you said, and you deservedly got what was uh, what was received. So, uh, but I remember that like it was yesterday. And uh, let's see, birthdays this day, March the tenth. Here, eh, a couple that we know: uh, Edie Brickell from Edie Brickell, the New Bohemians. Yep, was born this day in. I'm sorry, I just passed it here. Edie was born in 1966, so just a couple years uh, older than us. And uh, 
Uh, Carrie Underwood, huge country sensation, was born this day in 1983. No kidding. Yeah, still a young in here. So, yeah, that's what I got in the world of music. Nothing super significant that I saw in uh, Look at that. However, uh, we do have quite a lot in the world of pop culture happening here. So why don't we why don't we move over to that? Okay. So current stuff, again, as we already mentioned at the beginning of the show, we saw the Batman last week. We're going to save uh, our thoughts on that uh, when we get to Keith around because we know he definitely wants to weigh in on the Batman. Uh, I, uh, so I know we had sort of, sort of had mixed uh, mixed feelings about it, but we'll talk His more about that. His review kind of surprised me, to be truthful. Yeah, I think he came His back initial around. thoughts. Yeah, I think he was comparing it a lot to the the older stuff. But hey, we'll let him we'll let him speak to that a little bit. Uh, new, new show debuted that uh, ties to our generation uh, for sure this past Monday on HBO Max. Uh, first show in the new series, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, started. It's the 10-episode uh, series. Uh, John C. Riley plays Dr. Jerry Buss, who bought the Lakers in the late 70s. And his very first draft pick was uh, the great Irvin Magic Johnson. Uh, right. And then when he... Added him to the team that already had Kareem and Silk Wilkes at the time, and and Norm Nixon, and then some. They immediately went to uh, championships, and, and of course they built uh, terrific uh, teams throughout the '80s. And the Lakers had the most uh, between them and Boston. It was virtually every virtually every year of the decade. It was either Boston or L.A. won the championship, and certainly Boston and L.A. played each other a few times. But the Lakers had the most championships of the 80s. They were definitely the team of the 80s overall. And uh, it's just a fun take on that story. So it's it's funny. There's some – it's definitely based on uh, true events. And I like what they do as well. They get like the you know the they narrate to you. So it's like John C. Wiley's talking to the camera. He's talking to you. Like, this is what's going on here. And I'm about to do this or about to do that. And then he gets into the scene with the with you know the actor and they they play it all out and he keeps talking and this is what's happening and everything. So I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. So if you're uh a Lakers fan, you'll definitely enjoy it. Uh obviously, you know, it's an eight it's set in the eighties. So you're gonna get all the nostalgia from the eighties stuff and the the great Lakers teams. Boston's gonna play a role in it, uh, the Celtics, you know. And uh I thought it was well acted, just a lot of fun. So, uh, have you seen it? Are you do you plan on watching it? What do you think about the Lakers show? Uh, I haven't seen it. Not big on the Lakers, being from yeah. the East Coast. I know you, that doesn't really shouldn't mean much. Um, I've always been a Cavaliers fan when it comes to basketball. I haven't veered off. Now, I have to say that I was a huge Boston Celtics fan as well. Yep, back in the eighties. The those teams that we grew up with, how can you not like them? And because right. they were the East Coast version of the Lakers, I kind of veered towards them. But I, you know, Magic John, you know, Magic Johnson, incredible talent, went to Michigan State, so we knew about him being from Big Ten country. Uh, we knew about him before, and. Um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, huge sensation all across. You know, with that that sky hook of his. Uh, Jerry Buss was a he's a big character with a big ego, so everybody knew about him. 
I haven't seen it. I don't know if I'm probably going to have to watch it just because it's going to take me back to the Lakers, uh, Celtics days, uh, the 80s nostalgia like you were referring yep. to. Watch the first episode. I bet I bet you get hooked. It, just okay. John John C. Riley is good anyway in about anything he does, in my opinion. It's just it it if the first episode doesn't hook you in, I doubt I doubt you get reeled into it. But uh, just okay. his his presence alone, and it's interesting to get the backstory of you know he had to scrape together money to 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 buy the team. I mean he, the the right. guy wanted a lot of money in cash, and he had to kind of finagle that money uh, to to do it and he was dedicated to do it and the nba league was you know not doing well at the time and all this and that and the other so yeah anyway check it out i, I you know uh I, i'm I, sure I, you'll get hooked on it yeah okay uh what else here big in the pot we had a huge trailer skinner hit uh this week the yep. Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer hit uh, for Disney Plus. So Ewan McGregor comes back to reprise the role of Ben Kenobi and uh, this new series will launch. I'm, Go ahead, please. Can I say I'm very happy for that? Really I loved him in that role. Doing it. Yeah. Yes, I, I did too. Yeah, he was terrific in that. And uh, I'm sure if you know, Sir Alec Guinness was alive, he would be happy that Ewan McGregor played a younger version of him. He was... right. Awesome. Uh, he was probably the best thing, in my opinion, of the entire prequels was Ewan McGregor as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi, flat out. I agree. I agree. Uh, so the series is set uh, after uh, he drops off infant Luke and Leia. Well, not Luke and Leia, infant Luke, excuse me, to mm -hmm. Owen and Beru on Tatooine. And he stays on Tatooine to watch over young Luke to make sure that no harm becomes of him because obviously he knows of his Jedi powers. And you never really knew that whole story with Ben. I mean, obviously he grew old on that planet. You don't know what all he got into. And, um, they just dabbled it at the very beginning. Absolutely. Think, so. Yeah. And you got Hayden Christensen coming back to reprise his role as, uh, you know, young Darth Vader and Anakin, you know, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. This so it looks like they're I going know, to I, clash I again. Know that. Oh yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, so it just looks great. So I think that drops, let's see, May 25th. May, yeah. May 25th. I, I saw, I actually saw the trailer, I think yesterday mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, it, it gave me a little bit of goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. Thinking that, and it's going to be a six or eight, eight, um, eight show series, which makes me happy too. So, um, if anything like the Mandalorian, um, and um what they've done recently um, boba fett boba fett yeah book of boba fett this has got success written all over it i hope yeah i'm not sure do you know who's is um what's his name that uh did both mandal did the mandalorian uh john what's his name uh i'm sorry i'm sorry folks anyway he wrote and directed the show yeah um is he in doing uh, Obi Wan? I I don't. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm acting like a blubbering idiot, and I apologize. But um, I'm trying to remember what the guy, John Lafleur. No, is that it? No, no. Let's 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 get it here. Yeah, yeah it's okay. It's driving me nuts trying to think of what his name is. So John Favreau. 
Favreau. We could, we could, yeah, we, we could picture his name. We, we just couldn't remember his name. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know if Favreau, let's see here, Obi-Wan. If he's in on it or not. Because what he did with with uh, Mandalorian was sort of spectacular. So, Oh, absolutely. So, let's see here. Uh Yeah, I will have to look it up more here because I don't see. Let's see here, Ian McGregor's. Let's see that. I don't. I'll have to research that further. I mean, Favreau yeah, is certainly talking. actively involved in, in most of the stuff here, with at least as a as a producer or some type of a consultant or something. We'll check that out, and we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more for sure. So, yeah, anyway. Yes. Go ahead, please. No, please go ahead. No, I just so, I think, so as Star Wars fans, we're certainly excited. It looks like it's going to be well done, well produced, and it, and it looks like they're bringing another villain in from the Clone Wars still. So the guy they're showing another villain who are who they're trying to find the Jedi across the galaxy that escaped the you know the Executive Order six 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 or whatever that was where they killed all the Jedi. So they're trying to find the remaining Jedi, and Obi Wan is hiding out, obviously on Tatooine. So um, get that whole dynamic as well. So gotcha. and, and the same actor that played young Uncle Owen in the prequels comes back to reprise the role of Owen in this series as well. So that's pretty cool. Okay. And I did find it. And it looks like uh, go ahead. He is not a part of this. Okay. All right. Which was kind of surprising, but but that's okay. All Looking right. Forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Couple of things look interesting coming out here. Uh, they're they're making a lot. You know, Disney's going back to remake all their classics, uh, live action movies. Mm -hmm. uh, they're making a live action Pinocchio movie, and uh, Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. So there's some scenes uh, of that now out there, and that comes out later this year. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be just on Disney Plus or what, but. Uh, yeah, for me, you, you put Tom Hanks in a movie, I'm probably going to like it. I like him. He's he's yeah. very versatile actor, and he's great in those type of whimsical type roles and everything. So, and it's directed by the same guy who directed uh, Hanks and other movies um, in the past, uh, Castaway, and I think uh, a couple of his big movies uh, as well. So he comes back to work with Tom Hanks again. So. Some of those remakes, I'm like, eh, I'm not really that interested, frankly. But this one has more appeal with uh, with Tom Hanks for me. So, yeah, I just looked up Tom Hanks real quick, and the first thing it does is first look at Tom Hanks as Geppetto. So, mm -hmm. pretty freaking cool. Yeah. So, so real quick, go ahead. before you move on from Disney, do you know or if you heard anything about the possibility of adult? more of adult content on Disney Plus. Did you hear that? I have not heard that. It was I didn't really catch too much of it, but there's consideration of having more more of the rated R hmm. type movies. When I say adult entertainment, I'm not talking about triple, you know, the pornography scene like <laughs> certainly you can't have a kids Disney on one side and then pornography <laughs> on the other. Yeah, sounds like they're talking more of the the NR sixteen, you know, uh, rated sixteen and over, okay. 
the rated R's for 18 and over. Looks like they're going to try to dabble in a little bit. I don't know if they're trying to pick up more revenue, which God knows they don't need it anymore. I they already have, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I heard something about it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I I don't know. That's I guess that's fixed on it. I see. I I I mean, if if it's if it's well produced and everything, go for it. I mean, they're certainly trying to compete with some of these other platforms, but. Mm-hmm. At the same token, Disney obviously owns such tremendous properties, and do they really need to get into that type of stuff? I'm not sure. There's plenty of options out there for adult, uh, more adult theme type content. Like you know, we talked about maybe they're seeing like this Peacemaker, and they're seeing the you know on HBO Max that was very very good. We talked about that last week in our Gen X Plus episode, which is out there. Uh, you got the boys, you know, kind of a, you know, Disney won't go to that level, certainly on Amazon prime, but these, these little bit darker, more adult theme, maybe if they get into something like that, perhaps, but they are doing some of that with, you know, they're getting into moon Knight. That's, that's more of a harsher tone superhero that's coming out Mm -hmm. soon. I hear the Punisher is going to make a return. And so that maybe if they're talking about that type of stuff, then you know, I'm for that. If not, you know, just stick with what you know. You know, yeah. I don't know. Just don't try to fix something that ain't broke. Is that what they that's, that's about right. Exactly. Not unlike this podcast, because, you know, we're definitely <laughs> still trying to uh, uh, to fix it, if you will. But uh, Spinning those wheels, yep. I don't know. We'll keep, we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. So, uh, so that's a lot of the current stuff there. We got about, yeah, we got a few minutes. This week in pop culture history, a lot of stuff happened. So the week of March 7th through March the 10th, tons and tons of stuff happened over the years. Uh, In 2011, March the 7th, Charlie Sheen was arrested, or not arrested, excuse me, fired, excuse me, from Two and a Half Men. So that was that whole era. Wow. I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah, so, you know, know, the whole Tiger blood and winning and... And we was just watching him have a public uh, meltdown of meltdown, of addiction yeah. and everything, and uh, yeah, it's been quite a while. I did look him up, by the way, and right now he is he's been sober for many years, living a quiet life with his wife, and he said he's trying to develop a new show. So Charlie Sheen did get his life together, but back in 2011, it sure was quite the spectacle. Publicly, we had T-shirts of Tiger Blood and winning and all kinds of stuff and. In the world of social, oh, absolutely! In the world of social media, that was uh, quite the interesting story. Uh, we also had in 2010 on March the seventh, the first female director won an Oscar. So it took that long for a female director to finally win an Oscar. Uh, it was let's see, it was for the movie Hurt Locker. Which is a really good movie. Yeah, and so let's see here. And the let's see, she was actually had been married. It was up against Avatar for best, uh, and you know J- James Cameron, who was up for Avatar. She was married to him and wound up uh, defeating him in the in the Oscars. So oh, good for her. So it was the fourth Catherine Bigelow. That's that's where she was. The first one to win an Academy Award for Best Director. March the eighth. 
Skinner, in 1993, we were introduced to Beavis and Butthead on MTV. Oh, my. And they made, it seems like it was earlier than that, but no, 1993, uh, a huge hit for MTV. Uh, as we, we know the characters obviously very well, two, two stupid, dumb kids sitting around watching videos and just morons. Mm-hmm. MTV, as we remember, would have clips, you know, and shows where Beavis and Butthead would sit there and watch actual videos and, and, uh, Comments. make fun of them. Yeah. Uh, they were a huge hit. They made a movie, definitely a, a pop culture thing with our generation. Uh, and announced recently they're making a new Beavis and Butthead movie that's going to air exclusively on Paramount Plus. And yes, Paramount Plus is also going to, they're putting remastered episodes, old episodes out there. Uh, They're also doing a Futurama revival that's not not tied to that, but Paramount Plus is trying to get some of our generational, you know, cartoons, you know, revive that stuff to try to get... uh, I have to assume our age viewers and a little bit younger over to their mm-hmm. platform is to pay their premiums and all that. So I was never a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. I thought it was kind of stupid. Uh, it was a little bit annoying for me. There are definitely some funny scenes, but uh, not much of a fan. What was your take on Beavis and Butthead? I remember when it came out because I was in the military. I remember it was my first wife, Tracy. We would be sitting there late at night. Uh, oh, we, we, we watched it before we went to bed. Uh, yeah, it was stupid. Uh, it had some humor to it. I guess I, I enjoy some of that stupid humor, as I call it. Um, I never saw the movie. Didn't wasn't that big a fan that I went and watched the movie. Uh, made a lot of money for MTV. You know, it was a big, huge cult. You know, pop culture phenomenon. Oh yeah. Uh, the cornholio was a fa- was a common phrase. Yep. They had the Beavis and Butthead sound sound trailers. They had all the sounds and all the stupid, you know, things that they would say and do. So um not surprised that they're trying to to revive it, to try to get the Gen Xers back engaged again. Mm-hmm. You know, we're you know, we ha- all we have is the Simpsons and a couple of those other ones that have ran its course and can't believe that it's still on. Yeah. Um, so I could see why they're bringing stuff like this back. All right, uh, we're getting short on time here. A few other things happen, but we'll get into stuff more later. But I'll, I'll give you one here. Uh, this was quite the old one, Skinner, but uh, on March the 12th, so by the end of the week here, way back in 1899, uh, Coca-Cola was bottled for the very first time many years ago. I know you're a Coca-Cola collector so i figured i would uh you know call that out for you but yeah long time ago coke was introduced to uh to the world so there you go ever go and watch the autobiographies and the stories behind coca-cola and how it started pretty fascinating you know how they how they started where they came from then you get Pepsi in the picture, and you got those two big, huge companies going at it for many, many years, and still today. So, um, yeah, that's hard to believe. 1899 is when they got their start. Yep, that's right. So, so all well, right, I think we're up against it. Yep. We 
made it through a week without Keith Porter. How about that? That's so, have to ask him if it fit. That, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hope, hopefully it did. Hopefully, hopefully it, did. it did. So for our missing comrade, Keith Porter, I am Michael Skinner, Brian Fisher. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Next week, have a great uh, weekend, folks. Stay strong, Gen X. Stay strong, Ukraine.